Welcome to Voices of the Ancestors, where we explore Georgian polyphonic songs and the women who sing them. So, welcome to Series 2, Episode 2 of Voices of the Ancestors. The voices today are Holly Taylor-Zuntz and Susan Thompson, that's me, and our guest is Nino Razmadze. Our interview with Nino gives a really broad overview of all the folk instruments of Georgia. So if you want to know your tuneries from your changis, from your chianuries, this episode is going to help you out. And if you really want to get stuck in, we've even included photos of the instruments in the transcript. So you could click the link in the show notes and follow along while listening. Just not if you're driving, obviously. <laughs> So my favourite bit of the interview was when Nino talked about the spiritual significance of the folk instruments, for example, in rituals like the batonebo. And she even told us some kind of creepy legends about the instruments being made out of dead people. Oh, that was so... Oh, I had no idea the interview was going to go there, to go into body parts. I mean, I've always wanted to interview Nino because I, I met her in the UK. She was a postgraduate student and she was working um, with a professor, Jeremy Montague, um, and he was the curator of the Bake Collection of Musical Instruments in Oxford. Um, and you'll hear in the, in the interview how their research really put the Georgian folk instruments on the map of the international museum world. I mean, Nino has many strings to her bow, pun intended. Um, she's an ethnomusicologist. <laughs> she, she works at the Conservatoire in Tbilisi. She works at the Chanting Foundation in Tbilisi. She has many publications to her name. Um, and in her early years, she did a lot of field work in Ajara, which really led to her very wide interest in folklore in general, not just music, um, but she's done a whole project on the textile ornaments from Ajara. Um, she had to uh, put something novel into this project. So she didn't just um, organise for these embroideries to be photographed and described. They were also um, created computer vector files so that any designer anywhere um, can use the file to to use those designs on their their pieces. Um, and we'll put a link in the show notes for that. Yeah, that is so great. And I'm sure some of our listeners might want to get handy with the embroidery. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so if folk music and folk textiles weren't enough, she's also now created a toy company called Gogora, which is using these um, patterns to to create toys in those shapes. Um so yeah, watch this space for that. Absolutely. So our chat with Nino happened back in October 2022 um, in an Airbnb in Tbilisi and we'd all been together at the symposium on polyphony and we'd had a few weeks to recover from that because we'd had a bit of a crazy time hadn't we Susan and I had been um, presenting our new episode the first episode of series two which was with Tamar Bawadze and we were celebrating two years of the podcast well we certainly were and Nino was full on busy because she's part of the organising team for the whole thing so and um, and then you and I Holly with our friend Jenny were part of the opening gala concert and I can't tell you what a bill that was to be on there was Zetamze or friends of Zetamze, 
Ialoni, Nanina, Satanao, Margaliti. I don't know if you've got a theme here, but all these are women's groups. There was Leila Tataridze, who plays Garmini from Tusheti. Um, so many, so many. And we did have to tease one group, the Chemgeliani sisters. There are three sisters and they do sing together, but only two of them made it down from Svaneti. So they managed to twist Levan Bitarov's arm behind his back and get him to come and sing with them. And he only realised on the night <laughs> that he was practically the only man on the bill the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so the reason that this whole concert was celebrating the best women in Georgia was that it was the presentation of a really special new book, um, which is all about the UNESCO uh, practices of, of women uh, folk singers in Europe. Mm -hmm. And Nino's paper is included in that book. And we'll talk more about that in the episode. That's right. Yeah, so after that glorious time when um, Holly and I were both in Georgia at the same time, Holly went back to the UK um, and fortuitously I ended up in Georgia when there were so many concerts. There was a national um, folk competition and I was lucky enough to go to many of those concerts both in Tbilisi and in the provinces in Kutaisi um, and in Tel Aviv and yeah and I, I took loads of videos and I've uploaded well a good half of them onto our YouTube channel so there's a lot more material there and you'll enjoy every moment This is a Horumi from Merisi in Ajara played on the Georgian bagpipe or Chiboni We'll introduce the key pieces of music as we go along, but not all of them, so just keep an eye on the transcript if you're curious, which you can find on our website. So, hope you enjoy our chat with Nino. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Nino. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine with you. Thank you for being our guest on the podcast. Thank you to invite me. Hmm. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners who've never met you before? Mm -hmm. Some of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Nina Razmadzen. I'm working at the Conservatory in the International Research Centre for Traditional Polyphony. Uh, we have too long a long name. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yes, of Tbilisi State Conservatory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, so yeah, I'm deputy director um, of the center and uh, I'm working in there maybe 10 or 12 years. Mm -hmm. So this is um, the place like my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm studying musical instruments and I'm finishing my PhD maybe in this year i hope <laughs> yeah. is that on musical instruments yes uh, georgian musical instruments um, my bachelor's diploma was about changuri uh, then master diploma was about Jianuri and changi and now i am writing about all georgian musical instruments and now i'm going to ask you to take each of those in turn and tell us what each of those instruments are so imagine somebody who's never seen one mm -hmm. yeah all of them are folk musical instruments um in different regions of georgia has different kind of musical instruments mm -hmm. and some of them are more popular mm -hmm. uh, and some of them it's near disappear oh. yeah, and actually we have uh different kind of um uh, in musical instruments, yeah, it's accordophones, aerophones, 
idiophones also. <laughs> yeah, this is a professional names of type of musical instruments, yeah. Um, and also membranophones. For example, membranophones are dolly and diplipito ah, and so daira. I know those as drums. Yes, so they are drums. Diplipito. There, there are two. Yes, there, two or three or four, yeah. yeah. Uh, and dolly is very widespread in Georgia, you yeah. know. Mm, yeah. And also... Uh, Maybe Daira also, it's very ah, well the known. The Daira, I think, is yeah. the most beautiful. I think of it like a tambourine, but it's much more yes. beautiful than a tambourine. There's a great photo of a Daira on the album cover of Mountains of Tongues. This instrumental from Racha is played by Lola on Garmini and Grazia on Daira. More about the Garmini later. For now, just know that it's like an accordion. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we have different kind of uh, dairas. Ah. Uh, yeah, for example, in museum you can see we can see very nice dairas, and ah. nowadays uh, some of them doesn't have a, mm, a lot of ornaments or something, okay. but uh, the voice is very, very nice and interesting. Uh, for example, for Russian dance song, uh-huh. yeah, it, it's very, very good musical yeah. instrument. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of them are very popular, for uh-huh. example, Panduri and Chonguri. So they're stringed instruments? Yes. This is a group of string instruments. Uh-huh. It's like lute-type musical instruments are Chonguri and Panduri. Uh-huh. Here's the Panduri, playing a dance tune most probably from Kacheti. It's by the group Zetamze. instruments chunuri chianuri yes um chianuri has two strings and chunuri has three strings from sanity and chianuri is um from rachan mountain so here's the sound of chuniri from svaneti it's anna chamgeliani playing the introduction to irinola other women in the Chemgeliani family from the singing village of Lakushti will feature later in our chat with Nino. when you were over studying yeah and am i right in thinking you were trying to you were putting a classification to all these different Georgian yes 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 yeah you know this uh, classification system is coming from the museum work mm-hmm. uh for example uh, maybe 100 years before uh yeah. and Zaks started this classification okay. system and uh, maybe in the world uh, all museums use this system to classify musical instruments. 
Yes, and uh, my professor from Oxford, Jeremy Montague, he helped me to make a classification numbers mm -hmm. for Georgian musical instruments because we didn't have it I before. See. So after we published this catalog of musical instruments um, uh, from State Museum of mm -hmm. Georgian uh, folk songs and instruments, mm -hmm. uh, we gave this, each of them this classification numbers. So that would enable you to, to speak about Georgian folk instruments internationally in a way that people would yes, understand. Yes, if you want to explain to somebody which kind of for example, bone musical instruments you yeah. have. Uh, does it have an open end or not? Does it have a uh, which kind of uh, uh, shape it has, uh -huh. for example, or um, so how they're playing on them? Yeah, you can somebody's choose. Somebody's told me yes. about, I think, is it Chongri? There are, I, I've been explained there are two types. There's one where it's made out of a solid piece of wood, yes. where, the, where the bowl part of it uh -huh. is. And then there's another where it's made out of individual planks, a bit yes. like you make a ship. And um, each of each of them has different number in classification system. Ah, uh, yes, I see. And which region do, do, do those two styles come from? Uh, you know, uh, this is not depends on region. Oh. It depends on the period when um, the people made them. Okay. Yeah, the oldest one is when uh, Changuri is made from one piece. Mm -hmm. Yes, and later they started to make it with different mm -hmm. um, parts. Uh, but it uh, it was uh, um, it was uh, because they changed the play the, the the shape and the size of the musical instrument. Yeah, ah. the oldest chonguri is much much smaller than new one. Hmm. Are yes. people still making them both styles now? Yes, yes, and um, the, it's more old, old style chonguris with one piece. Mm -hmm. okay. oh, yeah. Yeah. Idiophones. It's uh, like bells and rattles, this kind oh, of musical instruments. Idiophone. Uh, idiophones, yes. Mm, it's a professional name of uh, this group of uh, okay. musical instruments. And maybe you saw all of them in our uh, church uh, and also uh, in the um, eastern part of the uh, mountain. Uh -huh. uh, in religion um, so festivals or most, somewhere. They're mostly used with rituals, then. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, and it was more uh, widespread in, in the in the past uh -huh. than now, but uh -huh. uh, and uh, some some people doesn't call them musical instruments. Yeah, but they are. Yes, but them. they are of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we had different shape of. Uh, uh, bells for we use for cows, for example. Yeah, yeah. Your cowbells in Georgia—they're delicious. I've been walking in woodland, thinking, 
what's that? What's that? And realising it's just the gentle chink of this yes. cowbell. And yeah. they can get so close and you can't see them through the trees and yet you mm-hmm. can hear them from a long way. Yeah, and uh, it helps to people to find their cows, for example. Yeah. It helps the cows to uh, be more safe yes. uh, in, in the forest. Yeah. Yeah, and it has this spiritual meaning, yeah. There's a spiritual meaning? Yeah, yes, uh, some of them, uh, the owners uh, think that these uh, rattles will save their animals. Okay, yeah. wow. Uh, and also in uh, some manuscript, uh, we had some information about uh, how that they were playing with the rattles also. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's it was maybe in seventeenth century. Mm-hmm. Who was playing? Uh, like children were playing with it, or the cows? Uh, not children. The men were playing with the rattles. Oh, they were playing the mass musical instruments. Yes. Right, okay. And they used more. Uh, so if you will go to to the museum uh, and you will see archaeological um, mm. heritage. Uh, every time you can find a lot of rattles and mm. bells, okay. yeah, because the material uh, was bronze or something so like this, so it saved, yeah. preserved. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nino shared a piece by the men's ensemble Lashari for you to hear a wind instrument, the salamuri. It's a melody from Tushetti, and the salamuri joins what we think is a panduri. So we have this uh, wind musical instruments, oh, wind. Salamuri, yeah. Wind. Yeah. wind musical instruments, Salamuri and Large Emi and Sawinari. Mm, and uh, this Large Emi and Sawinari we had in Samegrelo and Guria. Mm-hmm. But nowadays uh, no one plays on, on them. Uh, yeah. The last musical recordings we have from 1960s and then disappeared. Uh, because it was very difficult to play with this musical instrument and the melody was uh, very, very old mm-hmm. and people just forget them. Yeah. Um, nowadays there are some people, some young men uh, who want to renovate them, mm-hmm. but um, the musical instrument is the shape 
and also music together. Mm. Yeah. So this in in music we have some some problems. Mm. So and also tuning system was very very uh, difficult, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's it's very difficult to play mm. on um, traditional uh, scenery on live jamming today. Salamuri is still yeah uh, uh, it's it's very popular and also some new choirs started to make to play in two Salamuri together mm. and they uh, added some holes and uh, uh -huh. make the bigger, uh, bigger range bigger range of notes okay. yeah of scale yeah. yeah. And sometimes they're playing classical music too. Wow. Okay. Yes. Classical music on a folk instrument. Yeah. Oh, now that reminds me. So you're talking about a, a wind instrument being made bigger. But aren't there bass pandoris that are like... Oh, uh, yeah. ...size of a person? Yeah, it's um, um, from Soviet Union. They started uh, this kind of uh, modification of musical right. instruments. Uh, but we don't have, we don't call them traditional folk musical instruments. Okay, so that would be what, like 1930s? Yes. Okay. Uh, but it was more popular in Soviet Union. Right. Do you play um, it like a stand-up bass then? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow, I've never yeah. seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> and also we have these uh, big pipes. Oh, of uh, two kind of big pipes, yeah. one from Raja uh -huh. and one from Ajara. Okay. Is that the Chiboni? Chiboni. Uh, the name is Chiboni in Ajara and Gudastvili in Raja. Gudastvili. Okay. Uh, in Raja and also in Kartli. Okay. Also, we have some information that uh, this eastern part of uh, mountain. Uh, in Tushati, for example, mm -hmm. they, uh, or Pshavi, they used mm -hmm. also this musical instrument. Quite a lot of folk instruments, isn't it? Um, yes, uh, and also it's very important that we have uh, the George, uh, Georgian names of musical yes. instruments and also the Georgian names of the part of musical instruments. Okay, yeah, and so also some legends. Uh, what sort of legends? Um, actually, it's uh, always is. Um, I connect with the death people okay. when somebody okay. uh, will make uh, this musical instrument from from the body of death people. Yeah, but this kind of legends is uh, 
in different uh, places in the world. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, I'm going to get very morbid here, but what, what do you make out of the body of a dead person? <laughs> yeah, for example, here. The hair. Uh, okay. Also, um, the hand, bone. Um, yes. Skin? Not skin. No. <laughs> no. Like no, the, skin, what, no. the kind of um, ligaments, maybe, would make strings? I don't know. No. no. <laughs> For strings, they use hair. hair. Okay. Yes. But is hair strong enough? I'm sorry, I'm big. It's like, yeah. You could use it for a bow, I guess. Mm. But... Uh, you mean here? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. For strings. Wow. What? So, a changi, perhaps, the harp? Because their strings aren't so long. Yes. Uh, actually, um, we used, uh, before nylon, we used a horse. horse. Okay. Uh, Like a seamless supratoast, it was time to move the conversation back to the land of the living. Next, Holly asks about accordions, or garmony, as they're called in Georgia. Here's a Tushetian dirge by Ketivan Nikoladze from Zetamze, played on a garmony. And what about Garmoni? Yeah, it came from. Uh, some people think that it came from uh, Russia, but some scholars think that it came from Germany. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe just two, two century or something like this. That's like uh, a but Georgian, box kind of. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. So a garmony has a keyboard or buttons. Uh, both. Both. So a key- keyboard one end and buttons the other. Yes, end. and Georgian made some uh, uh, models of mm-hmm. Georgian, for example, Tushetian garmony, mm-hmm. and uh, the scale is different uh, than classical one. Okay. Yes. Um, and it's very common in musical instruments in the world mm-hmm. when some musical instruments is going from one place to second place, they're changing the scale and sometimes the shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and if you can talking about the harmony when it came and f- from from where mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about this um, with the salamuri, for example. Mm. Because this kind of musical instruments are um, in every every place. Yeah. And the most important thing is uh, that musical instrument must be um, connected with the singing tradition. Uh, for example, the, the scale must be same for singing and uh, musical playing. Mm-hmm. 
and also the um, type of um, polyphony mm -hmm. for example mm -hmm. and uh, uh, if we have two strings mm -hmm. uh, for example in Gianuri uh, and one singer uh, this man or woman singer is singing one voice and playing uh, another two voices with musical mm -hmm. instrument mm -hmm. and if uh, this singer will change the voice, for example, will start from the first voice and go to second voice and the bass. Uh, they are changing uh, these voices on musical instrument. Yeah. Wow, did not know that. Yeah, for example, uh, if, if singers is singing first voice, um, they're playing second and bass mm -hmm. on the instrument. If they're singing second voice, they're playing first mm -hmm. and bass. But it's very interesting that sometimes the singers are singing the bass, but uh, uh, they are not playing second and first voice. They are playing bass and um, second or first voice on the musical instrument. Yeah, yeah it's it because the bass is very important for musical instruments. Mm. You can uh, hear it every time. Yeah. Mm. And I have a question, it's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? So in yeah, nobody knows. In Tushetti, is it the singing that has the, the sound of a garmony first and then the garmony comes along and people like it because it's like they're mm -hmm. singing? Or does the garmony come along and everybody goes, that's a gorgeous instrument, I want to sing like that? Yeah. Um, for musical instruments, it came from singing, of course. Okay. Yes. And the oldest form of uh, playing and singing together, it's uh, when uh, people, when one person is singing and uh, with musical instruments, it make a bass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because bass is very important in Georgian yeah. polyphony. Chimazala, chimazala, chimazala tiano. Mentioned so many instruments, but what about the tsiko tsiko? Because that's that's a 
Mm-hmm. Is it a uh, yeah, we have a different. It's a pandeon, like pandeon. Uh, we have different. Uh, pandeon is a kind of uh, in this musical instrument group. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. Classification. So we have different uh, kind of uh, harmony and or pandeon, pandeon, pandeon. Um, and some of them we have just one example. For example, this. Oh gosh. Yeah, tikka tikka. Yeah, there's there's only one in the family and it's a secret secret. Okay, I get I get it, I think. Yeah. Ah. So you wrote a paper about all of this mm-hmm. that was published recently at the eleventh symposium. I won't go the whole name because it just takes too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to hear the name of your paper. Yes. What was it called? The the one that was published in the I'm gonna read it out because yes. The issue you of need, gender. You this girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it, the the title is the issue of gender in Georgian instrumental music. Yeah. And it was published in the women's role in UNESCO recognized European traditional singing practices. Yes. Uh, yeah. When we started to make a plan, what we would like to put on this book. Mm. Uh, I was working on the musical instrument and mm-hmm. I chose this topic so mm-hmm. I wanted to collect uh, mm-hmm. all information uh, about women and musical mm-hmm. instruments in Georgia yeah it's a very interesting situation because um, uh, actually we don't know any anybody who plays on Soinari or, or um, okay. um, La uh but Mostly uh, women are playing in all musical instruments. Okay. Some of them are quite difficult mm-hmm. to play, for example, bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, for example, Changuri or Panduri is very um, usual mm-hmm. for women playing. Mm-hmm. Also, Salamuri is not very uh, women instrument, I would say. Not many women play it? No. So in the yeah. past I've read that it's the boys that learn how to play because they're uh-huh. out in the fields on their own with the sheep. So they're there yes, with their pipes yes, so they learn right. to play. But that's not the case now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly the string musical instruments is very um, popular in women playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also we have some of them who are playing on jiboni, mm-hmm. for example. It's, mm. it's very difficult musical instrument. Mm. Uh, to play because it needs a lot of energy and this the is the background yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, these two women are playing very well oh, so who's that? Uh, from Ajara one is Eter uh, Darchidze uh, and his nephew her, her nephew yeah. Yeah. so they're her, her niece if they're two women? Uh, yes only these these two women so so, so Ate, that should say, and her niece, I think, is the... Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we. I often trip up when I'm reading things in Georgian, because Georgian doesn't have a he and a her, or mm-hmm. a she and a him. So I can... Or I, a niece and a nephew. Or a niece and a nephew. So it's like, <laughs> yes. are they talking about a man, or are they talking about a woman? I'm not sure. Yeah, and yeah. in this case, it's to... very important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. because we, we've met Ate. We have, we? Yes. yes. Season... 
Yeah, I mean, met her in her yeah. village. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, her, her with her mother and all her brothers and sisters. So that was yeah. so nice. And I, I heard that she was that she was the first good Dastiri player. Kimbuni player. She was the first woman. Yes, actually, yes, because I, I don't know nobody who played on Jibboni before yeah. her. Wow, I wonder what made her start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. yeah and also when we were in Turkey, mm-hmm. in Inegal, where mm-hmm. Acharan people are living mm-hmm. there, um, some of our uh, our uh, hosts told, mm. uh, told us uh, that they know that some, some women uh, who made Jibboni for the men okay yes and they were talking about two women oh nice but you didn't get to meet them did you uh, no because they were talking about last period oh in the past and, okay uh, yes and uh, um, the, la- the recording we have it's from 1963 okay but the man is playing right um, but as, as, uh, as they told um, women made them mm-hmm. and also cared about yeah looked after Generally. yeah, they, yeah they because they need quite a lot of maintenance and i've been sent into a yes. jar to get a reed to, to mend one back in tbilisi before now wow. so yeah yeah so if you don't know how to care about this musical yeah. instrument it will just destroy it yeah it's made of a sheep stomach isn't it uh, yes yeah and are there are there other women making Women makers making uh-huh. musical instruments in Georgia. Yeah, well, we have some of them. For example, uh, Fati, uh, who made uh, Diplipita. They're the double drums. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, we have information about this musical instrument from uh, old manuscripts. Turmanidze. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Turmanidze. Yeah, I think that's the name. Turmanidze, yeah. Uh, but. Um, it's it disappeared also we don't know how they played or what they played so this uh woman uh, started to make a new tiplipitas mm-hmm. and she read some she found some information about the technique of um, manufacturing of oh, this okay. musical instrument and yeah she started it, wow this is made from clay yes yeah yes yeah and actually it's um this this type of musical instrument is coming from Islamic world. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And do you are there any did when you were doing your research, did you find the names of women who were renowned as players of different instruments from the past or um no. Oh. None at all. No, but if we were talking about string musical mm. instruments, they are a lot. Ah, yes. okay. For example, Gurian women and Kachetian women okay. who are playing, and also in Swanity, yeah. it was very popular uh, to play on string musical so, instruments so... in Juniri, in Changi. Yeah, okay. Let's hear Papiko Chamgaliani playing Chuniri and singing Mirangula. She'll be mentioned later in the episode along with her nieces Anna and Madonna.
Oh, you mentioned Changi. I, I read somewhere about there's a, a ritual called catching the soul. Yes. Would you tell us about that? Yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, it's not only about Changi and also in Choniri mm. and also in Chonguri. Mm. And this everything is uh, uh, talking about a string musical instrument group. Okay. Not only uh, okay. uh, some of them. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody will uh died uh not at home but mm-hmm. I, outside yeah uh they they thought that uh, the soul is not with uh, this body mm-hmm. yeah so uh they were going to this place uh with musical instruments and also cock cockerel yes and uh, they were playing uh-huh. and when this uh, uh, cock, I would say. Yeah. What, when, when it crows. Yes, and when it it uh, start to make some unusual uh, behaviors, uh, they understand that they catch the soul mm-hmm. and they were coming to home mm-hmm. um, with playing musical instrument. Okay. And singing yes. too. Yes. That that uh, traditional way but uh, as I recorded some of them we were singing oh you recorded this ritual not singing uh, no it's it's old ritual and okay. nowadays nobody made, made this oh I've, I've heard, heard a story <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah involving a Tbilisi hospital and a cockerel yeah <laughs> yeah nobody doing this uh, <laughs> not sure about that <laughs> you should talk to the Chamgeliani sisters maybe <laughs> yes uh, actually, Islam participated in this ritual a lot of times. Islam Pilpani? Yes, and he, he passed away in 2017, as I remember. Um, and um, maybe two, 20 years before or 30 years before, this ritual was very active. Okay, so not so long ago. Yes, but nowadays no one playing... Uh, and going by by playing and yeah it's mm. not it's not very common uh, i had fun in tusheti a year or so back someone called marie who had been learning the garmony mm-hmm. and, and she was researching all the old rituals and traditions and she said yes. ah i'm a tushetian woman whenever we travel we must play garmony and so part of our journey was on foot and and she yes. got her garmony down and said right now we are going to walk and play wow and i asked her when we arrived i said is that the first time you've ever done that and she said yes <laughs> <laughs> but it was great fun <laughs> yeah you see yeah, and also um, sometimes they were playing musical instruments when they had a uh, um, somebody who is near died. How to say it? Mm. who is near ill, very yes, death. and really ill, and they were playing with the string mm. musical instruments mm. to sort of help uh, their yes. transition to the yes next world, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes uh, they ask him to bring for them some musical instrument player. Okay. Yes, and also they are playing on Chuniri and Changi in Lipanali ritual. Yes, so that's a Serenity ritual, isn't it? Yes, it's for for one week. Mm -hmm. When they are hosts, they are uh, souls. 
That's right, they host the souls of the dead and they lay <coughs> yeah. out food for, for, for the yes, souls yes, of the dead. Yes, 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 and they ancestors. are playing all the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this situation changed, of course, uh, because mm. of this globalization and mm. electricity mm-hmm. and uh, computers and etc. But mm. some of them um, nowadays also have these rituals. Mm. I wonder why stringed instruments, I wonder why. Uh, I I can't say that I'd like to leave this earth to the sound of a bagpipe. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd prefer to leave to the sound of a chonguri. Yeah, because uh, in uh, all the recordings, some of these manuscripts or Mm. legends or Mm. um, poetry texts, Mm. they, um, how to say... This string instrument is always connected with souls mm. and uh, illness and this mm-hmm. kind of things and um, you know, this uh, wind musical instruments is connected with, um, uh, for example, how to say, when they're hunting or oh, okay. doing uh, this kind of things with animals, More for example, active yes, work with animals. in this in this mm. area, yeah. Uh, and we actually dolly and these uh, drums are very uh, popular in musical Georgian mm. musical instruments, but uh, there is no a lot of information about this uh, group of musical mm. instruments uh, connected with uh, this kind of legends or old stories, mostly with a uh, um, string instrument and an instrument. Mm. Listeners, here we are with a gratitude spot. Thank you to our supporters on Ko-fi and Patreon. With your help, we've built the podcast from the ground up. We are totally independent. We rely on your donations to keep the podcast going. Our patrons support the arts and enable more women's stories to be heard. You can join the club of patrons at patreon.com forward slash voices of the ancestors. Or you can buy Holly a mint tea and Susan a coffee on Kofi at ko-fi.com forward slash voices of the ancestors. When you buy us a coffee, you're actually helping us to purchase microphones and editing software and to reach more isolated singers to bring you an accessible, exciting and totally unique podcast. Now, let's get back to the episode. Do you think yeah. um, in Georgia there's a, 
like men and women have different domains like one is more about singing and one is more about playing instruments for example are women more uh, playing instruments than men or is it the opposite mm, if we will talk about string musical instruments for example changori changori is more um, casual for women more usual for women yeah uh-huh. more okay. usual Romance. Uh but it's it depends on the people, uh, which kind of family they have, have their mm. um, traditional or, or a traditional family or uh, quite independent uh, women they have mm. or yeah, it depends on this social situation. Oh, so you think for a woman to uh, play on the chongo, it you need a bit more independence and a bit less traditional. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, because. Uh, and also it depends where they are playing these musical oh, instruments. Like, is it public or private? Yes, yes. Uh, for example, we know that uh, we had some musical instrument players who played just at, at home. Yes. But we had the women, uh, somebody could invite them to play for their ill children, for example. And they were very well-known women. So were they that would they was that the Batonabo? Yeah, ritual? for example, yeah. in Batonabo mm. ritual because okay. they invited, for example, nine Chongori players. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, and some of them they after the playing, they put these musical instruments next to these uh, children, oh. and uh, they thought that it will help to uh, Batonabo. The instrument itself is, is holding some kind of yes. sacred yes. power there, then. Wow. Yeah, actually, all musical instruments in the world had some spiritual meaning mm. Uh, mm. In, the, in the beginning, yeah. If you're curious to know more about Batonebo healing rituals, check out episode 3 with Nino Nanaishvili, who leads the Alone. Here's Ialoni playing the beautiful Chongori introduction to Sabodisho Batonebo. What musical instrument do you play? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing on Chongori. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started to play on Jiboni, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it does look really hard. <laughs> yes, and also I tried to play on Jianuri and Chongori and Changi. Uh-huh. Yeah. So string musical you, instruments. You go for the string instruments. Yeah, I also okay. tried to play on salamuri, but um, it was terrible. So <laughs> I stopped. Um, yeah. And how did, how did that come about? Is that was that from people around you playing, or you had a teacher? Or? Uh, yeah, that's a good question because um, I always love to talk about this. <laughs> um, I made recordings of Polycarpus. Oh. Islams and Givi Pirtzalani and uh, yeah because uh, the people didn't uh, pay more attention to the musical instrument yeah for example we have um, self-study recordings Mm -hmm. you can listen uh, separate uh, the first uh, voice second voice third voice but no musical instrument (laughs) but this is with musical instrument and you cannot hear what they are playing so I made recordings uh, without singing, uh-huh. just part of uh, playing. Uh-huh. And how old were you then? Uh, it was in 2009 with Polycarpe. Okay. Uh, and I recorded all songs he could play for, oh, during yeah. three days. Wow. Yes, and if, if you would like, to, <laughs> I can share it. <laughs> oh, that yes, would I'm, be great. Yes, yeah. I'm always giving to people who are yeah, interested please. in this. Mm, yeah, and also he played different versions of um, uh, the same songs. Of course. Yes, <laughs> a lot of versions. I bet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you can see that they're playing a very simple melody, but uh, if you want With to make a copy, it's very difficult <laughs> oh. because it has some old style technique. Okay. And that's fantastic. Yeah. It's uh, the sound uh, depends on, for example, uh, what is the direction of your finger. Yeah, it has different sound. Yeah, and also uh, it's important. Uh, will you take only one string or two mm-hmm. string or mm-hmm. three together, and which mm-hmm. technique you will, will you mm-hmm. use? So these combinations was very very interesting in polycarpus playing. So let's hear some of that field recording that Nino made of Polycarpe playing Chonguri. some scores, some manuscripts about musical instruments but there is maybe 100 way how to play them. Ah, yeah, one score but so yes. many different ways of... So many. Um, and also I recorded uh, Islam 
and his playing also was very interesting uh which uh, uh how to say uh, the technique was also very interesting mm-hmm. in this his playing mm-hmm. and um how the people how, how the player will make a melody is very important mm. uh, in which kind of technique mm-hmm. because there are several kind of techniques and uh, the sound is very very different mm. so this was very interesting work for me because uh, it was first time um, to record all these um, songs pieces but mm-hmm. from only musical instruments yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. in this period i, I recorded papiko tamgeliani who was a the grandmother uh oh, father no, sister how father to, sister okay yeah of Cham and and mm-hmm. madonna yes mm-hmm. and uh, she was playing in very different way mm-hmm. yeah this is very interesting playing, how this what was she playing uh, she was tuneri uh, tuneri yeah yes and she was playing uh, famous songs but uh-huh. with different version uh-huh. Uh, these old people and um, was also very different than us, yeah. uh, and maybe they had some knowledge which we didn't have. I'm sure. Oh, okay. So that kind of brings me to a question, but that's kind of coming from the past and coming to the present day. Uh-huh. What do you think needs to happen to encourage more women instrument players to to bring those things from the past to the present? Is there? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, sometimes it depends on musical instrument. If this musical instrument is quite difficult, uh, less people will play on them, um, even women's. Mm. Yeah, for example, this kudastur, it's quite difficult. And if you if you can say that, for example, 100 people are playing on Changuri or Panduri, maybe 10 people will play on kudasturi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very important is... Uh, to have a very close relation with uh, old recordings, old sound recordings, to understand how they are playing, which kind of techniques they use, because if you are inside this music and techniques, and you know this theoretical mm. uh, issues, uh, sometimes you can understand mm. this technique. Well, I'm so glad that someone like you is here and making recordings and making this categorizations because now I you know we don't have to worry that these traditions are going to be lost I mean I'm sure some things were lost but I'm so glad that they've been recorded and put down and we forgot a lot of things uh, but uh, we still have something to research and something to play as an old way Mm -hmm. and also we have some very professional people who studied, for example, their uh, grandfathers, for mm. example, Serko Rushadze, uh, who played in very old style, Georgi Donadze, who played as a polycarp teach mm. to him, also Malchazer Kwanidze. They, they know some old techniques. And they are playing, it sounds more different mm. uh, than people who can play from scores, for example. Yeah. Or, uh-huh. Here's a recording Nino made of Givi Putzchelani playing Changi.
any old women out there who are waiting to be discovered by a young woman like yourself? Because I know I've read in papers where it's usual in just not just ethnomusicology but, but um, other studies of societies that women who play privately at home don't get heard. So then they, they may still be there waiting for us to knock on the door and, and listen. Um. I don't know, the folk, folklore and this ethnomusicology is very interesting uh, areas. So even if you think that you recorded everything and <laughs> you wrote everything and you read everything, mm. uh, every day you can find something new. Yeah. This is folklore. Yeah. So I remember when my professor was so surprised when I recorded one more woman. Uh, she was playing on panduri and she was using a uh, left hand uh-huh. and she just uh, uh, how to say uh, played on panduri in different way uh-huh. uh, not not like this not not like this like this left hand and she was surprised because it was first time for her <laughs> uh, she all her life studied musical instruments and uh, it was the first time when she saw this kind yeah. of playing wow. technique. Yeah. That's amazing. So maybe uh, I'm not sure that they will be the old musical instrument player mm. uh, with uh, because all professional uh, people in this field uh, mm. we know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but maybe we uh, there are somebody. Yeah, who is waiting for us? <laughs> especially, like so. especially yeah. in the uh, eastern part of yeah. Georgia, yeah. and also maybe in Swanetti. Yeah, perhaps so. And I was going to ask you, I nearly forgot, about those photographs I've seen mm-hmm. from the turn of the century down in probably Batumi, Guria sort of area, mm-hmm. with just many, many women on a stage, yeah. all playing together, Pandari or Chongri, I'm not sure which Pandari, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is uh, it started from like the beginning of the twentieth century. Okay. Um, yeah. The main figure was Alexander Megrelitsa, for example, who started to make this kind of collective collective work with um, playing it almost looks with like an orchestra. Yes, but it's different to uh, different than uh, this orchestra we we are talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, the style of their style was uh, less variation right. and playing to- together uh, the same music, which mm. you need to do if you've got <coughs> thirty people on a stage mm. playing a pandori all together. Mm. Yeah, so and uh, we had some tradition when uh, people playing two changuri, mm-hmm. different uh, melodies. Yeah. Okay. But in these uh, choirs, they were playing the uh, same, same melodies. Because I think you, you mentioned Etea Darchidze. I mean, I think that's how she teaches today. She's a teacher in Batumi, and she often posts on Facebook pictures of her classes. And yes. Many, many uh, players all yeah, together. Yeah, you know, um, it depends on what is your uh, direction. Hmm. So what you would do, what is your main idea to do? Mm. So her idea was uh, to collect a lot of uh, children together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you give 10 minutes to each of them, mm-hmm. it, it will be impossible. Yeah. 
uh, I think this um, main idea was for Accent immigrant literature, they have same rules. Uh, if if you want to um, give opportunity for uh, thirty or forty women mm. to play together, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's very normal if they will play the same melodies of Changuri, mm. and this is a period when uh, people were exciting to see so many people together yeah. this is not a traditional um, no it it doesn't look like it in the photos but it's just interesting it's kind to of see. a spectacle isn't it it is it absolutely is yes and no individualism and uh, everybody yeah. Yeah, playing the yeah. same same yeah. and they also choose the this kind of songs which needed only very simple yeah. Uh, yeah. accompaniment Here's a recording of Avksenti Megrelidze's choir from Soviet times, probably accompanied by Mas Chonguris. You can find it on alazani.ge, a great resource for Georgian folk music. instruments known throughout the world just because they're so popular and I know amongst folklorists there's great argument as to how traditional or not they are but of course they are not traditional but um, what does it mean (laughs) just nothing yeah Uh, if we are talking uh, from science scientist Mm. side uh, of course we we can say that this is not traditional Mm. songs and this is not traditional technique and etc Mm, but it, it's also part of our culture. Yeah. yeah for sure. uh, and I'm sure uh, in, the, in the old period, mm. not everybody was excellent player or singer. Yeah. <laughs> so mm, it's very important to call the correct and the uh, exact name mm-hmm. to every everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, it's it's like a part of our culture and our musical instruments. Yeah, yeah. Cultures. Yeah. So. So we have a question we ask all our guests. It's usually the last question. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to ask? Um, Nino, what does "Voices of the Ancestors" mean to you? Oh. Um, it's a connection. Uh, for me, um, it's a connection, which is a strong connection which we have to you, mm-hmm. I'd say, and I'm always happy to 
hear about your new podcast ah. or something. <laughs> yeah, because I'm very happy that you're interested in this um, our culture and our people, and you're spending so many times with us. Mm-hmm. So it's it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, it it for me it means just um, maybe friendship. Uh, and thank you for doing this, <laughs> thank you. this job. Yeah, I think um, in very very soon maybe your recordings will be a very interesting resource uh, for scholars, or maybe or for singers or players, and also it's in English, yes. uh, which is very important for foreigner people to uh, know something. Uh, interesting and new information for for them from Georgian musical culture and people yeah I, I don't that. know I think that's the first time <laughs> that, the, that the answer to what does voices of the ancestors mean to you is the podcast <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Oh, we're but doing something right we absolutely <laughs> are and although we usually ask that as nearly the last question I want to give you the mm-hmm. opportunity yeah. to tell us about you as a maker because I know you have really exciting projects yeah, and, and are wanting to make toys out of locally sourced wood <laughs> yeah. and using local labour and up in the rural areas in Ajara. And part of your idea is to do musical instruments, I think. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Tell us more. What's the name of the company? What's the project? Um, it's named Gogora, okay. which means wheels. Wheels, yeah. Yes, wheels in Acheron dialect. Ah, okay. And, and they called uh, Gogorais to mm-hmm. Acheron uh, toys mm-hmm. uh, the grandparents made for children, uh-huh. uh, which has wheels. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's a very long story, but I will tell in very short sentences. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, the yeah, main idea is to make a toys so based on Georgian ethnographic uh, themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think we don't have to make a copies from Pinterest or uh, mm-hmm. Google. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> uh, because we have a lot of uh, sources yes. to use. Uh, and... Um, we have opportunity to show uh, people in the world uh, some new new toys based on our this folk yes folk themes themes yeah mm-hmm. um, we had a lot of um, new, for example musical instruments toy as a toys mm-hmm. uh, for kids and also. Not musical instrument, but kids, kids' toy yeah. uh, in the villages and in Najara, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, this uh, old people and, uh, always making some uh, handicraft toys for children. Uh-huh. And I also want to make a museum, toy museum. Oh, that'd be <laughs> such fun! Yes, because uh, yeah, I love this, uh, this tradition, this uh, steel. Alive, still alive, yes, and yes. they're amazing designs. Because didn't you do a project? Was it turning some of the embroidery designs into vectors? Am I right? Yes, I made this project because I wanted to collect uh, all this material, mm. um, which I have access. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a lot of pictures, about three thousand or something. Wow. So. If somebody wants to make a new socks, they can uh, 
uh, yeah. check uh, maybe 500 socks and wow. understand which kind of colors they can use, which kind of um, ornaments yeah. and how they put together. Well, I'm going to ask you to send me the link because I know there'll be people listening who are, love their handicrafts and will just uh-huh. yes. find that resource amazing. Yes, we'll yeah. put that link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah you know, um, in the past, maybe 15 years old, mm-hmm. ago, ago uh, in every, every family you could find one, two, three or more women who were making this handicraft work. Uh, but the daily life and the style they changed mm-hmm. a lot and mm-hmm. uh, this this uh, it was never disappeared yeah. yeah they had a tradition to make this kind of things together it called mm-hmm. nadi mm-hmm. when they are doing this uh, job together mm. to make a uh, to make thread to, to... Spin, yes, yes, and uh, colored them, and dye, then yes. uh, then uh, make something for, for example, uh, women who were going to get married. Uh-huh. Yes, and this tradition just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays, uh, it, uh, you know, it's very, very popular uh, oh. in the world yeah. to see how people, how women are making something. Yes. In the mountain, mm-hmm. I'm sure it will become more popular. So my project was because of the, because of that. Um, if you don't have a tradition, mm-hmm. and nobody teach yeah. uh, it to you, mm-hmm. you can just go and see mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. pictures and mm-hmm. understand how and what you could mm-hmm. do. And Holly, I think I remember you coming back from Ajara once going, oh, there's this wool-making song. Oh, yeah. Is it a sock-making? Yes, no, wool yes. Wool they, wool they, they, they were singing this song uh, during the work. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, all night. with two choirs yeah. and then they could continue with another song yeah. and dance and playing panduri so and great. dance and dance and dance oh, the night. Night. <laughs> yeah. done the wool making now it's time for dancing yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. I was thinking to make a f- nadi festival for example oh, yes please where women are sitting yes. and doing this <laughs> that sounds brilliant yeah. and singing and dancing and yes making this yeah, I'm coming yeah. to that festival. Just give me the date. Yeah. <laughs> Men can do the cooking. And yeah. Women <laughs> Nadi. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Voices of the Ancestors with Holly Taylor-Zuntz and Susan Thompson. Our guest was Nino Razmadze. We've listed all the music used in the show notes and the transcript. And in the transcript, you'll also find pictures of the instruments mentioned. So to find that, you can visit voicesoftheancestors.co.uk. And while you're there, you could support the podcast by clicking donate. And that you will show you how to become a supporter on Patreon or Ko-fi. 
And if you're not in a position to support us financially, you could just share this episode with a friend or on social media and also rating it and reviewing it really helps us. So thank you listeners for helping us grow. You are our amazing marketing team and thank you for helping keep this podcast sustainable. See you next time for more stories and songs. Bye for now.